live. Hi. Cadence is drunk. (laughs) Well, if you watched our previous episode, you know that we've already recorded recorded 45 minutes. (laughs) And here we are about to record for an hour and a half. So it's going to be really interesting. It will be. Um, so as far as shooting the shit, let's talk about things that are definitely related to murder and that being love love is blind. (laughs) Okay. I'm so glad you went there because I'm like, please, can we talk about love is blind and like why it's just so, it's a terrible season this season. I'm like not uh... impressed. So when it, there's just too there's too many parallels to season one yeah. that like all of the couples yeah. are like um, Shayna and what's his name are just like Jessica and Mark, Mark. and I feel like or I didn't Mark. get to know I just called him Mark. <laughs> Shay- yeah, Jessica and Mark, right? From the first no, season. No, I was saying Shayna's guy. I know, but I just called Shayna's guy Mark, but I forgot oh, his name. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one remembers his name, unfortunately. Um, and then I was telling Alexa earlier that I was getting so bothered by everyone using gold wine glasses. And my sister, yeah. who is like an internet sleuth, was she found this article Where the producer came out and said, well, one, I just like the gold wine glasses. I like there to be, like, uh, this uh, continuous theme. And when people watch the show, they're going to say, oh, this is Love is Blind. And I'm thinking, you're watching the show and you're like, wait, what show are we watching? Oh, gold wine glasses. It's Love is Blind. It's so, I hate that explanation. I just. I know. And now I will never. Yeah, and now I will never be able to drink out of a gold wine glass. Like I loved them before the show, but now I'm like over it and I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't Which, I don't like them. I don't want any part of it. I feel like they did that on purpose, but for the reason of not making you hate gold wine glasses, but to make you love them and think mm. of love as blind and I'm like, "No, I'm not about it." Right. No, yeah. not about it at all. Over so, it. So for anybody who hasn't watched it, you should definitely should. But right now, Alexa, who is the number one couple? I, I mean, I am rooting for Jarrett and Ayana. Yes. So that's yes. who I'm rooting for. I agree. I, I at first thought mm-hmm. Jarrett... Or, sorry, I at first thought Nick and Danielle were going to be my favorite, and then Ugh. she's shown her I insecurities instantly, and her crazy. Yeah, um, I instantly uh, saw that crazy look in her eye. <laughs> yes, and so now, and, like, I want, they were more of, like, in the beginning, they were, like, the real people. Like, she has this transformation yeah. story. He's, like, the nerdy, fun guy, and no. No, I'm Mm-mm. over them. That's nope. not good. It's toxic. It's over it. Yeah. So, um, I did read a blog though that said Ayana says no, or that was their prediction Ooh. that Ayana is the one that says no because she's the one having doubts, and because Jarrett has this idea of like a traditional marriage, um, that he's right. kind of in it for the long haul, and so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. Um, other than that. So, um, 
Yeah, I was going to say, so did you get a refill? No, girl. My glass is still three-fourths full. Oh, I'm, I thought you, like, drank it all on the last episode. So, okay, no. good. No. Okay, so for people Do who you are wanna... watching, this is, yeah, tell a the massive, this is a massive coffee tumbler. <clears throat> and it is. If, if you're – I'm going to try to describe this. For people who are watching, you get it. But, you know, like, coffee tumblers have, like, that spot where it fits into your cup holder and the rest is bigger. Well, that whole small part was basically all vodka – and then the rest was sparkling water. <laughs> so I, and then I was waiting on Alexa and I'm taking sips. She's and her lit. And I, her and I are doing a juice cleanse. So like I haven't eaten like a proper <laughs> meal. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to be so drunk by the time we record our second episode. And here we are. And of course, I'm the one telling the story this week. So yep. it's great. All right. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my something spiked officially is vodka, but it's cucumber and mint sparkling water from Target. So good. Yeah. I Highly recommend. Mm -hmm. What are you I'm doing? drinking tequila soda and lime. Great. Okay. So Alexa. So Cadence. What is our drinking worth? Ooh. I've been thinking about this, and I think I'm, I think it's Slave. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Slave, Slavery, Slaves, you guys are going to be drunk. Um, and so am <laughs> I. <laughs> okay, so before we get into it, our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we're going to talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. So mm. today, we are talking about Miss Delphine LaLaurie, a New Orleans socialite. Mm -hmm who tortured and brutally murdered slaves in her home before being overtaken by an angry mob, despite appearing as a polite, black, friendly member of society. Mmm. Here we go. Here mm -hmm. we go, guys. So, Delphine was born March 19th, 1787, as Delphine McCarthy. Hmm. First, starting with the Zodiac thing, it's crazy. She really does not fit her Zodiac. And I tried really, 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 really hard. I even got to a point where I was When is her birthday? March 19th. So she's on the Pisces Aries cusp. She's on the very end. Yes. Yeah. And she would definitely fit the Aries, but when you, you have to take into consideration the Pisces aspect. And so here's, yeah. this is what I came up with. So this cusp, the Pisces Aries cusp is called the cusp of rebirth. It's the end and the beginning of the Zodiac signs. They are known to believe in the mystical, their borderline psychic, other word, other worldly, um, Sort of the mindset of like whatever you want to do is fine, which that mm -hmm. mindset might play into her children maybe later, but they are go-getters, they're impulsive, they have deep emotions, impatient, and selfish. So she's definitely selfish, she's definitely impulsive, yeah. but 
all of those are on the Aries side of the cusp. When it comes to being huh. a Pisces, she is literally not a Pisces. None of those. No. Yeah. It is crazy. So <laughs> just kind of keep that in mind. She definitely leans on the Aries side of her cusp. Um, and there are a few things, like a few connections I'll make later in the story where I was just trying anything to, pe to connect her to a Pisces. So... Um, this also could be for yeah. the lack of information on her, considering she was born in the 1700s, that, like, maybe yeah. we just didn't know her personality well enough. So, right. Delphine was born during the Spanish colonial period. She was born very privileged and was one of five kids. Her father moved the family to New Orleans from Ireland around 1730. Uh, both parents hmm. were prominent in the European Creole community, which I didn't even know was a thing. I thought that like the Creole community started in the United States. No, it did not. So no. Me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So you are a scientist. You are not a historian. Got it. Correct. I actually put in my <laughs> notes, hence moving to New Orleans question mark. I don't know culture. So <laughs> there's that. Um, her uncle was governor of the Spanish American provinces in, uh, Louisiana and Florida. So she's coming from like a pretty pro again, the prominent family. And her cousin right. was mayor of new Orleans in the 1800s. So she's kind of born into some status. Yeah. No kidding. Um, <clears throat> she was four years old when the Haitian Revolution started in 1791. And this revolution is pretty important. It made slaveholders in the south of the United States and the Caribbean afraid of resistance and rebellion amongst the slaves, which I'll drink in a minute. We're going to have a lot of drinking to do. Um, so... Slaveholders are the ones who are resistant. They're seeing this uproar amongst slaves. slaves. I'm going to start saying S words to just like avoid us drinking so much. S Sing. Um, S Sing. Oh my God. Okay. Her uncle, so because of this whole revolution, her uncle was actually murdered by his own slaves, which inspired and also caused several conspiracies amongst the slaves. So this basically, I know, we're going to be, okay. So these people are getting stronger, whereas their masters are going to get stricter and harsher um, mm. because they're seeing this conflict happening. Yikes. Okay, that was one big drink. Okay, so moving forward. Again, I'm sure this is due to documentation of this being so set far back, but that's all that we know of her as a child. Okay. So starting in 1800, uh, she first got married. She was 13 years old. And he oh was a... God. I know. And I hate to say that this is like the norm for those times because it's still disgusting. They're um, still children. Yeah. Yes. This man was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer around the age of 35 years old in New Orleans. So at the time, New Orleans 22 was 22 years older than her. Yes. Gross. Disgusting. 
Um, and at the time, um, New Orleans was a Spanish colony, a Spanish territory. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's exactly what I wrote in my next note. And then, um, because France was defeated in the Seven Years' War. So, hence all the Spanish stuff that I'm going to talk about. So, <clears throat> after the American acquisition in 1804, so four years later, uh, Louisiana becomes a French territory again. And Delphine is pregnant with her then husband. So that means she's 14, 17, 17, oh, 17, four years, four years later. Sorry. So Delphine was pregnant when her then Spanish royal officer husband was on his way to court and died or on his way to court in Havana and died. Um, almost everything I found was due to shipwreck, but it was still kind of like a mysterious occurrence. So that, again, is one of those document issues that's a little unknown. So she gave birth just shortly after this happened and decided to return to New Orleans. So um, I guess she was in Havana waiting. I don't really know. So anyways, another four years goes by. So this is 1808. She remarries into money. And it is important to keep in mind that, again, all of these people, she comes from money. Everyone she marries comes from money, which, again, is completely opposite of a Pisces. Pisces specifically do not chase money. So I'm like, what the heck? Are you a fake Pisces? Like, are you a poser? Yeah, like, why is she, yeah, why is she chasing money? Yeah, which it is important to know. It's not that she was like money hungry. I think her status mm-hmm. just led her into these positions. So maybe that's like right. her. Maybe I mean Pisces tend to be obsessive. So maybe she was just like obsessing over this and wanted yeah. more. Maybe. Okay. It's just really weird. Again, I tried so hard to like make the connection, but anyway, she marries this guy who is all of the above, a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. So he's definitely high status. Um, He's also involved in a lot of unethical business practices and also piracy, which I don't know about you. I am obsessed with pirate culture, (laughs) like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I, if I was born in these times, I would full on want to be a pirate. So... For sure. I, I don't know. I relate to the guy in that way. So that being said, they purchased a home on Royal Street in New Orleans and they went on to have four kids. So she's at five kids at this point. Um, and Royal Street in New Orleans, at least like nowadays, is like the French quarters. It's like where everything is happening in New Orleans. So like this mansion that they purchased is like a centerpiece for the 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 new orleans area so um, he dies in 1816 so just eight years after they're married so she's having some bad luck with the men yeah how did he die (laughs) um it does not say so he just dies um 1825 so less than a decade later Third time's a charm. She remarries a physician in hopes that maybe someone in the medical field will last a little longer life-wise. So she... <laughs> and uh, her other two 
Yes. And this is his this is Dr. LaLori, so that's where she gets her most common name, Delphine LaLori. He is much younger than her. They purchase a new home on Royal Street, which becomes her forever home, which we'll talk about later. Um, but she decides with this guy, she's like, I am in charge of my own name. I come from money. I am a prominent figure. I am separate from you. Even though you're my husband, I'm going to manage myself. So, mm. um, and she really has little involvement with this guy. So I don't know if she's just like, I'm over. So why would this. she even like marry him? Like what I, in the world? Well, one, she's got a ton of kids. And yeah. I think a single woman with all these kids at that time probably wasn't a good look. Um, probably And not. it does say she fell in love with him. I think the story was something like her kids. He was like a chiropractor of sorts. And her kids needed like an alignment. And they met and fell in love. So supposedly hmm. it was a love story. She was just like, when it comes to status, I am separate from you. It's kind of weird. Right. Okay. So... From here, she is like, I'm going to build my status in New Orleans. I'm going to be, you know, Madam. She at one point goes by Madam Blanc, which is like a surname of hers or a former married name. She just wants to be Miss Popular. Um, but she does petition for a divorce in 1832. So again, a little less than a decade later. And... She claims to the court that her relationship showed strains, that she was treated, this is a direct quote, he treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable, which is kind of weird considering she was the one to push him away. She was like, no, I'm independent. Yeah. Right. She's like, leave me alone, but give me your money. Yes. And then she's wondering why their marriage isn't working out. Yes, yes. Mm. And at the time, even her kids, again, from previous marriages, confirmed this. They were like, yeah, he's not a good, he's not a good husband to her. So, um, wow. it doesn't really say what happened as far as the courts are concerned, but they did stay together. Um, he was, he, this guy was present as her husband until, like, her final days in New Orleans. So... He kind wow. of honestly disappears from the story, and I really tried to figure out where he went. I don't know if he, like, maybe lived in a separate home or he was away from the home a lot, but he's really non-existent from here on mm -hmm. out. So, again, all of this is happening around 1825, and I did write down my dates because this is really important in terms of slavery moving forward, and I was like, don't fuck this up. Mm hmm So, between 1830 and 1860, demands for harsher punishment, but also abolishment of slavery began. So this is where the major conflict in the United States was happening. This is the time of Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, and the Underground Railroad. I mean, it is huge in history. And mm -hmm. um, the Civil War, which again, one of the main points of the Civil War was to abolish slavery, was from 1860 to 1865. So again, all of the things that I talk about from here on out are occurring during this back and forth civil warfare. Okay. It's also just a great history refresher for me. 
So, um, <laughs> rumors started happening between 1831-1834 about the abuse occurring amongst Delphine's slaves. And I will get caught up after I read these bullet points on my drinking. So she is around the age of 44 at this point, around 1831. She's 44. Um, a local lawyer even got involved because he had heard these rumors that, hey, this is, there is some bad stuff going on in this household. He was sent to the home just as a reminder to Delphine that we do have, um, uh, like laws against mistreatment of slaves. But when he got to the home, he didn't find any evidence. And again, this guy was actually looking. So. Wow. Yes. And that's kind of, I mean, unheard for at that time, to be yes. honest. I mean, yeah. especially in the South. So good yeah. for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there was actually a lot of people, um, both the workers and, or sorry, slaves, I'm not going to call them workers because they're held against their will, but the mm -hmm. slaves and even the people of this, at least in this area, seemed to really, they believed in slavery, but they were also like, well, we treat them a certain way. And that's not to say they were good people. I don't want to come off that off that way whatsoever but right. it was like they did have these like um guidelines on like they need to be they were supposed to yeah, supposed they, to roles yeah. they were supposed to follow so um delphine was actually loved by her community so this whole thing of like i'm gonna build my way up in society at least appeared to be good mm -hmm. she was generally seen in public as polite and um, a direct quote, solicitous of the health of slaves. However, people who met her slaves, slaves describe them as haggard and wretched. So it's like, oh, that's a little conflicting. Yeah, a little conflicting. Yeah, which I feel like probably would have been normal during that time, but it's still like, yeah. oh, how can you? But again, right. hence, hence all of the rumors. So... In total, 12 slaves were document were documented in the end to have died in the mansion with no cause listed. And as far as the no cause goes, that was very normal. One, because of who they are, but also because disease was very common during these times. So, like, no one really thought anything of People didn't of question it. it. Yeah. Exactly. So amongst these 12 were a cook, a laundress and her children, a runaway refugee who was described by other people as a chronic runaway that was documented in her papers. And then she also, it was documented that she freed two slaves in her time at the mansion, which it's like, that at the time was seen as a good thing. And I'm like, oh. Great job. You freed two people out of the 12, which she goes on to have way more than 12. These are just like the oh, official yeah. documents. So it's like, woo, good job. Yeah, right? You try to say that you are a great person and you clearly are not. Yes. So going back to that previous lawyer we talked about, um, he recounted the rumors of abuse saying, Prior to the visit, um, around 1836, which again, these rumors started in 1830, 
a neighbor. Oh, okay. And it's also important, especially for listeners who don't know New Orleans and like the French quarters, Mm -hmm. that when we talk about housing, we're talking about three, four level, like they almost look like apartment style homes. So they are like different than like if you're driving through like a suburb and see a mansion. These are like flat square buildings. So... A neighbor saw an eight-year-old slave fall from the roof of the mansion to her (gasps) death, trying to avoid. Yes, trying to avoid being whipped by Delphine. So Delphine was literally chasing her off the side of the mansion. It's terrible. So. This eight-year-old was buried on the grounds, and it was later, so 1945, like a whole century later, it was actually told, I guess, just through people, you know, going off of what Delphine's actual recorded account, that this was actually a 12-year-old, which is still terrible, but while brushing Delphine's hair, she hit a snag in her hair which caused her to chase the child with a whip. And the child was trying to just get away from the punishment and ended up (sighs) almost being pushed off the roof. Oh my God. It was like you be whipped and beaten brutally or just keep running. Right, keep running and you're going to fall to your death. Oh my God. So absolutely. And someone witnessed this, keep in mind. Like how tragic yeah so so tragic this lawyer luckily led an investigation and the lalories so both again it's kind of weird because he's there but he's not but they were both found guilty of illegal cruelty and forced to forfeit nine of their slaves nine of the 12 that and again they they have more um here's what just fucking sucks is through Mm. relatives those slaves were brought back to the household what yeah through relatives oh my god through relatives who knew where these people were going they captured these people brought them and took them right back yeah oh my gosh absolutely absolutely awful so here is you know those times were just so wild like it's awful you know here's here's the (sighs) best way that and i know i don't want this to sound like ignorant but for a while i had to give my dog injections into his hip for his arthritis and hip dysplasia. And I saw the pain that I inflicted on him, Mm. giving him a simple injection. I can't imagine torturing a torturing, intentionally harming a human being who is supposed to be like hired help and to help me. And in, in return, you're starving them, beating them and literally inflicting like, lifelong injury pain like i just can't grasp it it i know and anyways it just it in this next part trigger warning for anyone who doesn't like really graphic details this is really really bad Mm. so 
This I had to write down because not all of it is supported as evidence. So just for legal reasons for us, this is not, this is all alleged or most of it's alleged, some of it's proven. So um, we're gonna talk about the fire that ultimately ended all of this for Delphine, but there was a female cook who was chained to her stove and beat, beaten by the daughters of Delphine. So when I talked about Pisces in the beginning and about like having that mindset of do what you want to do, I tried to relate that. And I'm like, well, maybe that's just the mindset she had with her kids. Like, yeah, you know, maybe whatever. So um, this cook was attempting to feed other slaves. And so that's why these kids would beat her. And it's rumored that later that this cook admitted to the officers that she actually started the fire that burnt this Delphine mansion down in order to, because she didn't want to, to be beaten stop anymore. It. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, props to her. Like. <sighs> oh yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would have tried to do the same thing or hope I yeah. would have done the same thing. Right. So. Um, and a lot of these accounts, keep in mind, are recalled way later in life after examining documents and people telling story through story. So in right. the 1900s is where like the really explicit stuff came out. And this is a quote. Um, there was a sadistic appetite that seemed never appeased until Delphine had inflicted on one or more of her black servitors from hideous form of torture. So this woman is sadistic. She, she clearly is just is. ruthless. Yeah, she just doesn't ruthless. care. Yep. So um, this fire that, again, we'll get into a little later, they found um, slaves that were naked, chained to the walls. Their oh eyes are gouged. And this isn't like everyone, this is like here and there, because there's going to be a lot that I'm about to go into. So some of their eyes were gouged, fingernails were pulled out of the roots, joints were skinned, they had mm. festering wounds, they had holes in their butts where flesh <gasps> had been sliced off. Um... They had ears that were barely attached to their <sighs> face. Um, their lips, they found, were sewn together. And in their mouths were fecal matter. So she put feces in their mouth and then sewed their mouths up. Like, this is something out of salt. This is like the human centipede. This is where yes. the human centipede story probably came from, was her. Oh, it gets worse. <clears throat> oh, my God. It gets much worse. So, some of them had intestines that were ripped out and tied around their bare waists. So, that, I think, is like, ugh. And then some were found with sticks or wooden, wooden spoons that were forced into their brains where a previous hole had been drilled. Yeah, it's really bad. Um... Their limbs were broken and then like purposefully and improperly <sighs> reset to resemble like a crab. So like. Why? Like that, that's like, how they look. Was she Torture. like satanic? Was she a Satanist? Like did it, did it, does it go into detail about 
why she did this. Like, uh, you know, obviously no. there's lack of knowledge about her childhood, but it's like, is this something that she saw as a child? It makes you wonder. Like, because oh, and especially sure. in the Spanish... In the Spanish time, you know, there was slave trade, you know, from history, from a long time before. So it, it makes you wonder if this is something that she saw as a child thinking that this was okay. Like, who yeah. just, like, all of a sudden thinks, like, oh, I can do all these things, you know, to people. Yeah, absolutely. And I... My mind is against... blown. It's nothing against the New Orleans culture because I really don't know that much. But I even wondered, like, is there something, like, in voodoo culture that maybe made her go, like, right. too far with it? And there's nothing. There's That's nothing. why it was, like, Satanism. Like, yeah. what, what no, the hell? Because... I'm not saying that it's impossible, but... Um, there's there's no signs of like she was part of this religion or she studied this or she practiced these things like she was a very private person in terms of like and also keep in mind this was only <clears throat> discovered after there was a fire in the home and again we'll get into it but like people didn't know that things were this bad no one knew this so just to end that little torture chamber especially since you mentioned hu human centipede this was a direct quote, a victim who obviously had her arms and obviously had her arms amputated and her skin peeled off in a circular pattern resemble or it made her look like a human caterpillar. Like I this woman just was like, like, like got off on the torture. Yeah, and it's like she kept going to the extreme. Yeah. Because the prior extreme wasn't extreme enough. No, and this didn't start. Like, it's not like her and her first two husbands um, tortured these slaves. It started at a very specific point, and that's when she obtained, that's when she went through this third, third marriage where things were not, like, she wasn't okay with the marriage, and she went on to do all of these things right after. God. Yeah, it's really bad. So, that being said. Am I getting um, her to, like, am I getting her confused with, I vaguely remember somebody, a story about a woman in New Orleans who would, like, bathe in the blood too is this her um i didn't read anything about that and i tried listening because there's so little about her like i watch youtube videos and i tried to google like podcasts and they all really say the same thing but i didn't hear hmm. anything about the blood maybe i'm getting confused with somebody else maybe or maybe she did i don't know i wouldn't put it past this lady i feel like that would have been the she, most yeah. normal thing she did out of all this other stuff so mm. there are claims that as many as a hundred slaves died by delphine's torture and again we're going off of 12 documented slaves mm. like oh terrible. my god yep so the downfall in 1834 yeah let's she end this 
Yes. Oh my God. Like, let's get the F out of this. So she maintained the social status until 1884. And uh, then rescuers responded to a fire at the Royal Street Mansion. So they're like, hey, this place is on fire. You need to get there. So upon the arrival, um, Delphine tries to flee and basically says, like, no one's getting in here. And they're like, ma'am. Your house is on fire and you're in the middle of town. And she's like, no. So they go in and they discover slaves in the attic. And when I say attic, I don't mean like what people think of as like a normal attic. Again, this kind of goes back to like New Orleans um, architecture, but it's like, she had a like a hallway room with like a giant dome where you go to like observe the city. Like that was like mm-hmm. her attic. So like Got people it. So kind of like what we would look at like a loft space yes. in a newer or like, home. If you think of like being in a city and you see those those like cathedrals or something like with a dome on top where yeah. people like literally just walk around and like view the right. city. It's kind of something okay. like that. Okay. Um, you can definitely look up pictures. It's it's a crazy place. But okay. these slaves showed signs of brutal beatings extending over a long period of time. And, and uh, after this, so basically they show up. She's like, no, you're not getting in. And they're like, yes, we are. So responders go in to save these people or what they can. But then an angry mob, like... It kind of happened over the span, I feel like, of a couple of days. And I'm probably going to kind of go back and forth with this. But she said no. And then once people were in her home, she realized what they were going to discover. And so she starts planning her flee out of the United States. In the meantime, word catches on of what's being discovered in the house. And an angry, angry mob shows up of both citizens and slaves. So people are like, no, we are going to fuck this lady's life. Angry mob shows up and decides we're taking this place over. And this is a direct Mm. quote. They demolished and destroyed everything upon which they could lay their hands. So officers were at the same time trying to break up the mob. Uh, but the mob had already left the home or officers showed up to all, because again, this happened over a span of a couple days. This wasn't like all in one time period. Right. Right. Um, so when the angry mob shows up, they kind of do it in, in secret. Um, but by the time the officers got there, the damage was done. The mob was gone and the home was severely damaged with quote, scarcely anything remaining, but the walls. So they like burnt this place to the ground. Yeah. Um, the slaves were taken to a jail and available for public viewing, which at first I thought meant they were being re-auctioned. And I about flipped my desk over. But they were actually placed on public bu- viewing for, this is a really weird number, for anywhere from twelve to 4,000 people at a time. Like, So basically a shit ton of people. Um, they were there to view the enslaved people to convince themselves of their suffering. They wanted to see, they had all heard the rumors. Everyone wanted to know it was true. And so these slaves were put in viewing to show. So it's like showcase. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those things that obviously is, um, 
like dehumanizing. But I feel like that is a huge step as far as abolishing slavery because these slavery. people were look like, I mean, again, like we're talking like the crab-like looking figures. We're talking about people with holes mm. in their bodies. And I mean, just brutal, brutal beatings. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, uh, so when, what year was this? So this is all happening around 1834. That's when the home was destroyed? That's yeah. That's when they first responded. So this is like days, a few weeks later that they're yeah. viewing. So, and so technically slavery wasn't abolished yet. No. In 1834. No. So they, I mean, kind of going back to where you said, you know, yeah, they are kind of being held against their will at this jail, not only to showcase, you know, what had happened, but probably also, uh, to be auctioned unfortunately yes yeah and man i would like to think that because there was the angry mob situation that some of these people were they were you know freed they were freed but during that time i mean there was also the guy who returned them so uh i just it's so tragic yeah um, there's a lot yeah the New Orleans advisor, a local paper, wrote several weeks after the um, evacuation of LaLaurie's quarters of enslaved people claimed that two of the enslaved people, one being a child found in the mansion, had died since their rescue. It added, quote, Ugh. we understand that in digging the yard, bodies have been disinterred and the oh condemned well in the grounds of the mansion have been uncovered. Others, particularly that of a child, were found. So she's also fucking hiding her tracks and burying these people in shallow graves in her backyard. Right. So it's, it's just awful. But in this process, kind of going back before the mob, she fled to France, which is again where her family kind of resided at this point. With yeah, I was just of, about to ask, where the fuck did she go? Yeah, well, and again, I don't know what happened to the husband. He, like, disappeared. He, like, so just I disappeared. I don't know if he, He like, was probably, after... like... He, he was probably, like, this bitch is fucking crazy. Like, like I, I wanna, gotta... I gotta stay out of this. I, I wanna crack I'm that. a doctor. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just here to get people on alignment. Yeah, I'm here to literally... Be a chiropractor. I'm yeah. not here to deal with your bullshit. So if you want to divorce yeah. me, that's fine. I'm gone. <laughs> He's like, people already don't see me as a real doctor. Like, I don't need this bullshit in my life. So No, I don't blame him. Oh, my <laughs> she, God. Uh, she fled to France, and it said she had one loyal servant, which is the, the person who helped her escape. He had a horse-drawn carriage ready to go. When the mob would, but then the mob also saw this happening, saw her fleeing, yeah. and they followed her to the shoreline, the dock, the, what's the, I guess the dock, I don't know. Yeah, what the dock. For. Mm -hmm. um, and it resulted in the destruction of the carriage, and they also murdered all the horses. So, oh. <laughs> I don't know why you gotta take the horses. 
horses. First she's murdering, you know, innocent people, and now she's they're murdering fucking horses. Yeah. I think in the process, I have a feeling this is a lot of this was done by fire. And right. they probably, yeah. I don't Well, and at the end of the day, they were trying to stop her, so it wasn't yeah. intentional on the horses. Unfortunately, yeah, they were collateral damage. Collateral yes. damage. So... After this 1834 fire, not a lot is documented on Delphine once again. And I'm sure, I mean, we have to consider the time. We have to consider she left to go to another country entirely. Um, letters from family back and forth that have since been discovered suggest that she actually considered moving back to New Orleans. That dumb bitch. Can you imagine coming back? I mean... The town clearly hated her. No one was on her side. She would, no yeah, she would end up being tortured the way that she tortured innocent people. Yeah, I almost wish she would have come back because I'm yeah. curious what would have happened. Yeah, and where so, the fuck are her daughters? It, well, glad you asked. Well, they're all, everyone, I think, is in France at this point. But mm. um, this is a direct quote from good old Wikipedia. It said... <laughs> <laughs> Despite Delphine's bad mood and her determination to return to New Orleans, the disapproval of her children and other relatives had apparently been enough for her to cancel her plan. Like, she was like, I'm going. And they're like, bitch, no, you're not. You will die upon entering the grounds of the United States. Like, yes. chill the fuck out. And I hate her kids for that because I wish she would have yeah. come back. Yeah, but her kids were fucking evil, too. So, of course, yeah. they were like, no, Mom. Like, why Why would yeah. you? Like, you're going to die. Yeah, and they're living this rich, lavish life. Lavish in lifestyle France. in France. It's disgusting. But um, so that gross. being said, her death and actually the location of her body remains factually unknown. So there's a lot of speculation, but they don't even really know when or how she died. There's a lot of letters wow. back and forth. There was like a fake death certificate at one point. Um, but one, ac one account claims that she died from a boar hunting accident around the age of either 55 or 62, again, according to these archives. So, hmm. very mysterious. She, again, she was, like, oddly private, despite yeah. wanting to be a socialite. Yeah, she's, like, wanting to be Miss Popular and wanting everybody to know her and all of that. But then it's like, oh, nope, dropping off the face of the earth. But I might go back to New Orleans. Nope, not going to yeah. do it. You're not even going to know when I die. Like, you would think that, like, if she died, she would have told her family, I want this extravagant funeral and I want everybody to know... You know, yeah. what happened to me? Absolutely. And I want to know what her reasoning behind wanting to go back to New Orleans was. Like, was she that Probably blind? a fucking factor. No, like, it's probably just control. She She's probably like, like... Oh, it's disgusting. She probably did. She probably honestly thought, like, oh, I... I'm who I am, and nothing can stop me, and I'm going to go back and show them that I can go back. Yeah. Evil Gross. bitch. What a disgusting person. I just can't. 
And honestly, I'm really big about visuals. You guys should definitely Google Delphine LaLaurie. She was also known for like her beauty. She looks like a typical colonial bitch. Um, very that basic. dumb bitch. <laughs> But definitely Google pictures of the home and whatnot because 1838, so this is, I think, four mm. years after the fire, the home sat there in ruins for four years. Um, don't know why, I guess, is a reminder of what happened. I don't know but why she was known for her beauty because I don't see any well, if beauty I said, in this. She looked like a typical colonial bitch. Like, she's got the big brooch yeah. and, like, the... Yeah, fuck her. Ew, She's, gross. What the fuck? So this home um, was rebuilt in 1838, and obviously since it's had many renovations, but it is now considered Ooh. a landmark in New Orleans known as the LaLaurie Mansion. <gasps> um, yeah, I know. I want to go so fucking bad. But, like, what? I, I guess I just don't know, like... Obviously, it was a big deal, but why would they want to, like, glamorize that and keep that as something? I honestly don't think it was, it's, well, there's a whole list of what it was, and we'll go over that, but I, I think it's m more of the idea of it being a memorial. And this mansion gotcha. is, again, in the middle of the French Quarters area, so it's like, it's either yeah. rebuild it or have an empty Or tear lot. it down. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, that's eerie, but um, and you don't want again to glamorize a serial killer. But I mean, it is what it it's is. It's New Orleans. It's New Orleans, and I, I'm guessing, I'm hoping that the people of the city see it more as like a memorial and a reminder of the tragedy that happened. Yeah, and of the courageous cook who was like you know what fuck this yes. i'm burning this place to the ground this is yes. too evil this and is that too lawyer much. which i'm pretty sure yeah. the lawyer was also a female if i read my my research correctly she was also a female lawyer which is, again is super rare in the 1800 well even early yeah. in the 1800s so good wow. for these people that stood up against the times but the building over the years, so since 1838, has been used as a high school, a musical or a music conservatory, apartment buildings, both normal and luxury, a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, and a furniture store. So this... Wow. So what again, is it now? Just the museum? I'm pretty sure at this point... I Yeah. Okay. Again, if I'm doing it right, I'm pretty sure at this point it is strictly like a landmark building. Okay. Which, again, when they rebuilt it, I think they, in their head, they were like, we can use this building for other things. It's going to draw yeah. attention because of its history, but we're going to use it for other purposes. And yeah. now that there's this true crime fascination, I think it's seen as more of a memorial or like a landmark. Yeah, it is. And it says they do like ghost tours. Yeah. Yeah. So... If anyone wow. wants to go to New Orleans, I'm down. I want to go. Um, fun fact, in 2007, Nicolas Cage bought the home th for $3.5 million. He kept it private, obviously, because he's a massive celebrity. And two years later, listed the auction, listed it at auction as a result of foreclosure. 
Oh my god. I mean, I guess he did go broke. So Yeah. Yeah, this is a foreclosure. It ended up selling oh for like gosh. $2.3 million or something like that. So he lost um, a little over a million dollars. Oh, poor Nicolas Cage. Maybe you shouldn't suck at acting. Um, hey, I love me some Con Air, so shut the fuck up. I can't stand Nicolas Cage. I can't stand to look at him. I can't stand Do you not like Con Air? Have you ever no. seen it? No. Fuck off. Oh, my God. You would say that. <laughs> you would. I'll say of all of his other movies, I like the idea of National Treasure, but I anybody could have replaced him and it would have been a better movie. Except Adam Sandler. That's the one person who couldn't have replaced him. Yeah, you are you are weird I'm because hater. I love Adam Sandler and nope. you are a la, 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 so. la, 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 um, la. So, obviously, that's... Uh, Kathy Bates, who I know yeah. Kathy Bates mostly from The Office. I was like, why does she look familiar? I know her from Office. American Horror Story. Yes. Well, I think that that's where you're it. going. Yeah. She played Delphine in an episode of American Horror Story. I cannot a season. watch. A, a season. season. Yeah. Okay. I can't watch that shit. Dude. But, okay. Tell. Yeah. Talk about that. And then I'll tell you a story. Well, that's all because I can't watch it. I just know oh, she played okay. Delphine in American Horror Story. She did. And listen to how weird this is. So, the season was Roanoke, for those that watch American Horror Story. If you don't, then whatever. It's the season Roanoke. So, the night that season aired, guess where I was? Because I travel for work, right? New Orleans? Right up. No. The season was, was called Roanoke. Okay, so oh, okay. I was right outside of <laughs> Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. Roanoke, Virginia, which is where the season took place. So oh, that night that it aired, yeah, I was like, oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> it was yeah, crazy. I, I know, it was creepy. She, from the pictures that I saw and like what I could, I just get too freaked out, but... Um, yeah. there's obviously a ton of things that Delphine LaLaurie has inspired. Like I said, I've watched YouTube videos and listened to podcasts about her. And because this is, again, is set so far back, a lot of the right. information is consistent. But every now and then with the different platforms, you get little gold nuggets about new stories or new forms of torture or new um like folklore about it so they're all yeah. really great if i can muster up the courage i really want to watch this american horror story bit about it yeah well you would have to watch like an entire season but yeah no I'm not gonna you do wouldn't that, be so. able to do it you would all literally right, well, piss your pants <laughs> do they in that american horror story season is it like paranormal stuff or is it just like murder stuff uh both Okay. A lot of torture, a lot of murder, a lot of paranormal. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I, I can do the murder. I can't can't do the ghosty stuff. No ghosts. So, yeah, and that's the same. Uh, that's the same season that Lady Gaga is in. Oh, okay. So when I remember being in, I was living somewhere coastal. And seeing those billboards go up everywhere. And Lady Gaga's billboards for American Horror Story were, were 
brutal and even the billboards i'm like how is this legal this is ruining my drive to <laughs> work like, i'm getting nightmares just looking yeah. at it i was like i'm gonna need therapy just looking at the fucking billboard so i hate american horror story i couldn't get past the first episode yeah i bet it's scary as fuck so anyways well, that's the story of delphine mm. lalori and the Lori Mansion. Bitch. What an evil I, bitch. Just, That's the crazy. Torture, I love, 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 love the Saw movies. And yeah. I just kept thinking, this is this is colonial Saw. This is a woman who but, like, played but, games. But, but, but Saw, there's a reason behind why he chooses his victims. Oh, right. He right. chooses his victims because he wants them to get better. So, oh, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's I just a little meant, different. Like, but when it comes to, thought, like, the torture and the... Yeah. yeah. The torture and how she hid this. And mm, because... So she, sickening. From what I read, like, she really did. They were like, yeah, her slaves look a little starved and beaten and a little... And she's again, right in the middle of town. Yes. Right in the middle of town. <sighs> So definitely Google the mansion, especially like the attic dome room that I was talking about. Like it looks like a straight up. Yeah, I was looking that up. Torture dungeon. Um, So it's it's crazy. And the, the house now is like super elaborate. Like, yeah, that's it. One of those like corner lots. Can you imagine being an eight year old and running off the top of that? Or, yeah, like, I can't even imagine. I can't, like, oh, today it looks like a normal, like, little French quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I bet, oh, my God, my, like, uh, yeah. Ooh. You okay? Okay. Well, that is the story, everyone. Alexa's having a moment, so we'll just move on. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for sticking this out with us and hopefully drinking along because yes. I am lit at this point. Um, she is. We have zero <laughs> food in our bellies. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating dinner tonight for sure. So I probably um, need to do that too. Yes. Um, Thank you to our patrons. Um, you can subscribe to our Patreon at a very basic donation level or fully support the podcast by going to any link in our bio or somethingsinisterpodcast.com. It's super helpful. It helps us pay for our platform and equipment and blah, 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 blah. Buy us a coffee. That's it. And <laughs> and you get a discount on merch oh, yeah. if you do yeah. sign up. So Yeah, it's guys, we cool. still have merch. We still have merch. It is on the website. It is designed yep. by us, and it's super cute. So go check it, it out. It is. And check out our sponsor, Color Up CBD at colorupco.com and get 20% off of your order. Use code SINISTER20 to get 20% yeah. off of your skincare and CBD needs. Pet care, skincare, we care. All Go care. By. Yes. <laughs> Medicare, it's great. <laughs> and we'll see you in March. 
again. Yeah, we'll I guess see this you is in coming March. Out in March, so that this doesn't is. make sense. But <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Stay sinister.